0: You are listening to Revealing Real Estate Podcast, where we dive into getting over your fear of taking risk in real estate and making money while you sleep. I'm Nico Pedizano, your host and real estate guru with over 20 years of experience. It's time to get real. All right, all right, all right, man. I tell you, the next guest that we're going to have on this show, welcome back to Revealing Real Estate. We have a wonderful guest uh, that we had to go to him before he came to us, so we are at sixth avenue homes headquarters and i'd like to welcome anthony Macri to the show and welcome to the show buddy thank you nick
1: it took a lot of twists in my arm you know i don't like to do these things
0: well you're a busy guy for <laughs> sure <No>. for sure <laughs> it's hard to get you on there your first podcast ever man how exciting first, is this
1: first podcast ever you know when you're listening to my homes i don't even like to be close to the camera yeah uh, so i this, remember this one big open very, house very new to me
0: I remember one big open house we did. You were telling me to tell to tell everybody that I was the builder. I'm like, I can't do that. <laughs> How uh, can I tell everybody I'm the builder, you're the that's builder, sure. this is your credibility, this yeah, is the sure. product that you put out that, to the table.
1: That, that did happen, that did happen. It's a that, true story, yeah. but
0: you know, to get on the other show, he was very nervous, he's camera shy, so I'm glad to have him here. So just to warm him up, we had to have a few drinks. So just to start the show off right, we gotta pour a drink, we gotta say cheers it. together for a lot of celebration. Life needs to be celebrated, people. And that's what's most important, that when you have achievements in life, you need to celebrate it. So here's a shot. Let's do it. We got a new set. We have a little Don Julio tequila. If they're listening, we always do take sponsorship for Revealing Real Estate. (laughs) We need sponsorship, people. So if anybody's listening and wants to sponsor the show, we'd be glad to have you come in and sponsor the show. We are looking to change up things around and have some different guests, some different settings. And if you want to be on the podcast please reach out we love to have you we'll come to you if needed as we did with our one of our long time clients i think you're one of the most long-lived clients i've had you've been a client since i got my real estate license
1: i feel like i kind of bit myself in the ass here because i listen to all your episodes and then i'm the guy who's texting you right after like hey you should have done this I'll maybe <laughs> do this maybe do this and then today you showed up. <laughs> Last night you text me. You're like, hey, I got to do something. I need access to your office. I said, okay, no problem. I let you in. And then this morning I came here and you had all these microphones set up. Yeah. <laughs> I go, what the fuck is going on? I said, that's it. You want, and you, you I, want,
0: I, I will accept constru- constructive criticism. 100%. I don't take things personally. I'm not very sensitive. But now we're going to have you on the show and I'm going to make you realize how tough that's it is it. to be on camera, and to be on a podcast. <laughs> Cheers. But cheers to that and cheers to our success together. Yes. Not many relationships lasted this long and to many more years ahead. Yes. Okay, let's get right into this, man. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of viewers that are going to want, really want to listen to this podcast. And if you're an inspiring builder who wants to start building houses for a living or you just started out, I think this is a great episode for you to really kind of catch into understanding certain mistakes. And I'm going to give you some insights on what things to look for when you're looking for land. Uh, and Anthony's is going to give you some of the mistakes he's made as building homes, especially today. You want to try to minimize your mistakes when building a house because the cost associated to building a house today is very expensive. As you know, inflation has increased. And just a little bit about your story. What made you want to become a custom home builder? When did you start and where did you start? Threefold question.
1: So when I came out of high school, I don't want to make this all about my whole story and this, this and that because my story is not. It's nothing crazy. Not to right right it. yeah, it's nothing to <laughs> brag about. It. I'm, I'm just not, kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not Steve Jobs working out of a garage coming out with an iPhone, but basically finished high school. I went to uh, college, and I was like, I want to be the next Joe Bowen, broadcast Leaf games, and I did that for about four months at Setica, and then I went to gigs in Italy, 2006 uh, touring, and then I came back and I go really, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do a podcast, you know, 18 years later, how am I going to broadcast Leaf Gibbs? So anyways, long story short, I had a, an honest conversation with my dad. And he's like, listen, what do you want to do? You're not going to be working on TSN. You're not going to be doing that stuff. So he goes, why don't you pick up a trade? So I started working a trade. Uh, I started doing electrical. And then I started making contacts. And then I started working for a custom home builder. And then when I did that, I said, you know what? Maybe I could do this on my own. And that was 2011. 2011, bought my first lot in Kleinberg. I dove right into it, man. (laughs) That lot there was an 80 by 180. So I built a 6,000 square feet house, 5,800 square foot house. Man, you started right at the top, eh? Yeah, and I was basically... Talk about about running there. Yeah, I basically started building, you know, just trying to use as many trades as I could, like friends and whatnot. And then uh, that's basically where I
0: started. So just want to understand, like we talk about when we first started, a lot of advice was through the meetings that we used to have with your architect and design well no back then you weren't even using a designer we'll fast track that because I'm sure that's one of the things now that you've implemented on your team and we're going to talk about your team but I think it's important is you know what's important about and let's fast track you've been in business for 15 years now what's the most important thing that you've learned when building houses today
1: I think you got to for instance building houses I think you got to trust your team you got to trust the trades every single trade is a professional and I got guys that have worked From day one, and and I joke with these guys. Like I go back and I look at like budget reports from 2011. I'll look at a guy and a trade, and and I'll call the trade finish carpenter, you know, Portuguese guy Leaping. I'll be like, (laughs) "Buddy, fuck in 2011, you were charging me, you know, 22 grand to finish this house. How how is it so much more? Uh, Why am I paying 44 now? (laughs) Yeah. So we we joke around about that, but I think that the the number one thing is team, and you got to be loyal and you got to be honest it's like any other business but i think number one in construction is that because there's so many narratives that go around about construction especially the custom home building especially builders they got this like this this nasty narrative that goes around them, and you you realize oh. you get it. With Try real estate. being a real estate agent, yeah, bud. Yeah, everybody, see every real estate agent there. is a, a douchebag who makes so much money, drives a Ferrari, doesn't work, and this, this, and that. Yeah, and and then I see yeah. like, yeah. and not to talk about you on this podcast too much, but like I tell friends and family, like, hey, I've been using Nick from day one, and I've seen Nick like, listen, at the end of the day. Sometimes I'm like looking at that check I'm giving him and I'm like, you know, it's a lot, but it's worth it because I've seen a good agent make me that money back tenfold. And it's like, it's like construction, right? Yeah, I appreciate and that. That's what I've kind of built myself on.
0: I think as a custom home builder, your reputation is everything. And, you know, I think longevity lasts when there is ability, trustability and being honest. Those are the three main factors uh, that I've set my precedence on and what really drives me. The money for me becomes a byproduct. First and foremost, I look to put my passions first and understand that this is not just about the dollar. This is about making sure that we're going to guide somebody who's going to make one of the biggest transactions of their life become very... The experience needs to be, you know, that much like you're going on vacation and you're going to walk into a five-star hotel and you're going to be wowed. That's what I want. And that's what me and my team try to portray. And I noticed that early on within your business, a lot of the advice that you were receiving, especially even from myself, when we talked about your first build, I remember the one in Kleinberg, it was 6,000 square feet. And you've grown so much. And it was such a beautiful product that you built, but nothing comes with experience. As a real estate agent, I'm not the same agent that I am today that I was when I first started And I've grown so much and I've watched your growth because we've been in business together for quite some time working together in relation. And a lot of my advice was, Hey, let's not break trends. Let's deal with what the norm is. Let's deal with hey, this house here sold. It had this type of kitchen. It had this type of layout. It was this square footage. This is the price point they got. Let's not risk to try to be different and then, you know, ruin our profitability when it comes on the top end. To now, I see you and your growth period to the point where it's like, fuck that. You know what I mean? I want to do what I want to do. And I see your, you, you've you exploded on the creative side of things when it comes to not doing what the norm is doing and being a trendsetter. And that's what I see through the growth of your development. Can you just kind of give us some insight on that?
1: Yeah, so, you know, when I started out, obviously, I was... 23, 24. Uh, I had the trust in my trades and my architect and stuff. But at the end of the day, I'm still a 23, 24 year old who's trying to build this house. It's hard for
0: people to take they, you they, serious, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. And the person that's going to buy that house might be, you know, 40, 50, 60 years old. So it's kind of like, you know, with all due respect, it's like, what the fuck does this kid know?
0: about fucking yeah. building houses. <laughs> yeah. About yeah. not
1: only yeah. like what what about to build houses because I have the trades that have done you know like I, all my guys are custom guys are all, you know they got their reputation they they do they do work for the some of the biggest custom builders in the city. So But it, they need it, it, to be
0: meticulous too, yeah. right? Like but, it, but if you're, if you're putting that type of product and you're a custom design home builder, you want to make sure that your trades are dotting their i's crossing their t's. They're just as meticulous as you are. And that's how I think you've established your brand and your trend of who you are as a so, person.
1: If you want to fast track from where I was in 2011? 2011, 2011, yeah, to I want to know who was Anthony then, and who is so, Anthony?
0: Who's Anthony today? The, the big, that, thats the—that's that, the key question I want to know. Who the fuck are
1: you? <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the biggest thing that I learned, and I found, like you said, it's you know we're dealing with people's biggest investment, most people's biggest investments of their lives. That's true. The biggest change that I've had from. You know, today from 12, 13 years ago was I used to build a home, a custom home, based on what my realtor, you, with all due respect, thought that... Listen,
0: uh, I'm going to give you the safe approach. My job is to get you in and get you out, right? So I'm going to give you the safe approach.
1: I thought what Nick thought sold in this area... And then I would call my old mentors, guys I worked with. Hey, what do you, what do you think about layout this, this, and that? And I was using an older an architect who was building more. He did a fantastic job, but he was building more of a safe design. And then I was doing that in Kleinberg. And in Kleinberg, the clientele was a little bit different for anybody who doesn't understand.
0: You're dealing completely. with an Italian community, <laughs> <laughs> yeah You're, you're dealing I'll with a little
1: bit of an Italian community. If you're
0: not Italian, <laughs> believe me. <laughs> You wouldn't really relate to this, but if you're Italian, you know what we're dealing with.
1: Yeah, so everybody was like, you know, you got to do the family room that opens to the kitchen and then this and then the dining room for when the family comes over. So what happened... Make the sure big, you have the cantina <laughs> yeah, set the up. Yeah, the cantina, yeah. Uh,
0: cold yeah. cellar was big. Yeah, but the zupprazzata, yeah, and huge. you know.
1: I used to do... <laughs> I remember when your dad used to come by. My out. dad would come by and be Man, like, hey. the cantina's too small. Extend the cantina." like, "Hey, where's the sink in the cantina?" I go, "Then I'm not gonna put a sink <laughs> in, the, in the cold room." And he's like, "Yeah, but if they wanna do the super saft and the wine, nobody's gonna buy this house uh, without uh, no sink in the cantina." Yeah. I go, "What are you talking?"
0: Yeah. So the, the and, may, big, and and when you're in Toronto they they're making sure that you got a dog wash on the main oh, floor, yeah. you know what I mean? So look at the different levels of what we're dealing with between communities.
1: Long story short, I think the biggest change for me today than it was uh, 10 years ago or 20 years or 15 years ago was I started building homes to what I would like. And now that I've lived in these homes, I said this works, this doesn't work, right? And uh, uh, like for instance like the laundry room on the uh, people are still doing laundry rooms on the main floor. And I'm like, dude, you live upstairs. You don't. And I'm trying to explain to I'm trying to explain to my clients, like, and the the wives, and like, hey, where do you get changed? I get changed in my bedroom. So why is your laundry room in the mud room? Yeah. Why when you have the service guy who's gonna come and check your furnace, he's gotta walk through your laundry room and see all your thongs with all due respect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <I> <laughs> like, true. Like, 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 you know, so there's a lot of practicality and I'm learning every day because things change every day and the older I get, you know, I'm realizing now that I have two small kids, it's like, hey, playrooms are big. Playrooms are big. Yeah, playrooms yeah. are important, right? Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe your office, like in, in during COVID, the office and the gym were huge. Home office and gym were huge, right? So, Things are changing. People a lot of people are working from home. So now any home that we design, it's like home office, home gym. Yes. Right. So there's things that yes. I'm always learning, but I'm kind of Especially
0: going during COVID, right? That shift in the layouts and what people want. Yeah. You know, people are expect the unexpected, right? And when COVID came around, home gyms became very oh, important because they couldn't go to the gym to go oh, work yeah. out no more. So they needed a home gym. And I think people now today are preparing a lot for that, right? Because who knows when the next outbreak could be? If it is, and by the grace of God, it never happens again. But if it does, people are going to be a but little bit more prepared and they want it now.
1: Even people just, I think people like having the luxury. So it's like now, you know, in every home we're putting in, so we have a budget. This is how much we can spend on this home. And it's like, it's crazy. It's like we took away certain money from the budget and we put it into home saunas. How many people were doing home saunas? Like, like now, every house we do has a sauna
0: how about cold plunges
1: cold plunges oh
0: it's game changer yeah
1: cold plunge
0: but it's like people yeah
1: people love it Uh, if i
0: build a house man i want my sauna i want my steamer i want my cold plunge i want my gym because health is wealth man yeah health is wealth and that's where drives and you know when you got a busy lifestyle somebody who you're going to be building for and i know you build for some really high-end clients right now and that clientele today they're going to want that luxury of life where they can come wake up in the morning 5 a.m like i'm a i want to get my workout in prior to you know working out and then get my kids to school but i need that facility there because my day my schedule is so rapid and so quick that i need to get up go to the gym do what i got to do get my kids breakfast take them to school get to the office run my day Right, and it takes off, right? And I think that today is the new realm of the corporate world or the entrepreneur who's looking to become successful, right?
1: I've been fortunate to deal with a lot of professional people. Doctors, lawyers, you know, engineers, school teachers. And uh, they put so much trust into me to build them their home that... But it's it, not... It,
0: yeah, and I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you off, but it's not just about when you're building their home. It's about you not leaving them after they move into the house, right? And I think... Servicing that client from beginning to the end, you know, you, you're you a registered Terry on home warranty builder. So I, there's a commitment there, yeah, right?
1: And at Terry on, it's funny because when I was 22, 23, I remember I was so scared to do this Terry on test. And I would think about it all the time. And I was like, holy shit, man, this guy, I got to do this test. And I had some background. And then I went to George Brown and I got my education on it. And then after. I thought I was ready for the test, and then I did the test, and I, and you know, I just smoked it. But then after I had to have an interview with with this guy from on and he's asking you a bunch of questions for an hour. Why somebody should trust you to build their house? I'm like 22, 23, and I was like nightmares on this stuff. And now like Terryon to me is like a second thought. It's like yeah, I got Terryon, like but like it'll never get to Terryon because because
0: you're not gonna make sure that that client. No man, gonna, yeah.
1: and it's like I've been fortunate to deal with some of the most professional and genuine homeowners. And these people, uh, guys and girls have been, they're professionals in their industries. And they're some of the best. And I'm not going to drop names or anything, but they're some of the best in the city of Toronto at what they do. And it's crazy. It's crazy when a anesthesiologist is buying your house, and this guy is going to work every day, putting people to sleep, and is risking that person's life and the stress that this guy deals with. And then his phone call on the way home is to me to talk about you know tile color <laughs> or something that's yeah, crazy yeah. And, and he trusts design. me for so much right yeah and, it, and it's crazy like you know i just did a house for a guy who's this like prominent like surgeon in toronto yeah. and i'm like man why why do you you have such a stressful job and he looks at my stuff and he's like we got to do this this and this and i'm like yeah yeah it's gonna get done and he's like and he looks at me and he's like how are you so calm doing this and i'm like dude it's only construction like <laughs> it's gonna get done <laughs> and i'm like you're the one who's cutting people open, man. You're the one who's cutting people open. And I've been fortunate to like deal with these people. And, it's a, it's, and that's honestly the most gratifying thing that I could deal with, right? And it's like I'm presenting somebody's home. It's different than, you know, if you sell cars or if you sell TVs or if you sell anything. Like somebody's home that I'm giving them is probably their most prized possession. Like that's the most gratifying thing for my industry and then a lot of these guys and girls I become friends with right like
0: especially now you know you have a relationship right it's <laughs> yeah. like me and I could relate to it because at the end of the day a lot of my clients have become friends and by the grace of God I have built so many wonderful relationships and that's why I love what I do is because of the people that I meet every single day that I'm able to grow with and learn from and you know go to those next steps within the journey of life and you know, I don't want to get all religious here and, <laughs> and, and everything like that and sobby and stuff because, you know, but at the end of the day, I just think that, you know, there is a higher power. I think people are put together or destined to be with each other for many different reasons. And I believe the universe is going to give us many different answers and put us together with so many different things, whether it's through business or other ways of building relationships on that. But what I want to talk about now, Anthony, I'm just going to kind of shift over here is the fact that you started in Kleinberg. You have now moved to Toronto. The majority of your business is now set up in Etobicoke. I have something to do with that for sure because I've been trying to get you into the city of Toronto since you started. The reason being, and I want people to understand, is that you got to look at where the main profitability in home building is in the purchase. It's in the buy. It's in the land acquisition that you're going to get, right? Because it has to start at making sure that you buy it at a good price. And inflation and markets do trend because there's a lot of risk involved in being a home builder, that people really don't understand the overhead, the amount of money that you have to risk for profitability is well-deserved in your industry, in your sector. And there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. And starting to build within the Kleinberg sector, I always used to think, hey, listen, a lot of the main developers and builders that were generated and started happen here in Woodbridge and Vaughan, right? A lot of Italians have become major developers and i want to get on this topic right and i'm like well right now if there's a developer who's going to sell you a lot he's not going to be leaving much room on the table for you as a builder to want to become profitable on. maybe for the end user somebody who's going to move into that house may make a, a lot more sense for him to buy that lot from somebody who's going to sell you a lot but he ain't leaving much profitability on the table for you as ability to become profitable. And we're all in business to be profitable. A lot of my direction was early on is, listen, we need to get ourselves out of the Vaughan community or York region community. The reason being is that I don't think the profitability of the return on investment is gonna be as profitable as it is as if you base yourself in the city of Toronto because you are gonna be dealing with the lawyer, the corporate guy who's a banker, the doctor, You know, and that's who your customer is going to be. So understanding consumer base is very important. And I remember I took you to Young and Finch. And then we went to, we established ourselves in Etobicoke. And we went to Forest Hill Avenue Road in Lawrence area. I was like, hey, man, this is where we need to put some imprints on this to start developing that sector. So you started in Kleinberg. And then I think... One of the transitions is, is because you're very renowned in the Etobicoke community and that's where you've kind of imprinted your brand and who you are as an established builder. Can you walk us through a little bit of that transition and why you decided to go from a Vaughn community to now the Toronto market, especially in Etobicoke?
1: Enjoying this episode? Leave us a review letting us know what you want to learn next and make sure you're following our podcast to be the first to hear our new episodes every Friday. You can also find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube for full video and behind the scenes access. You know, there's a lot of points you brought up there and and I want to touch on all of them. But to answer your last question, the reason why was freedom. In Kleinberg, I was building in a a subdivision that had architectural control and every house looked the same. My architect and I would would present these drawings and these renderings of beautiful, unique homes to the architectural control Firm. It was a separate identity that had nothing to do with the developer, and it would all get shut down. And to put it in the layman's terms, it was like, you know what? You're not allowed to do dark brick here or black brick. You're not allowed to do, you know, peaks the way you are. Back then, it was like you couldn't even consider doing a modern build. Back then, that's why I moved to Etobicoke, and then I found in Etobicoke, I had more freedom business-wise. I remember talking to a one of the most like, a guy that I look up to in Toronto, I think he's one of the best builders in Toronto, is uh, Gornick, Tony Gornick. And I was working for another builder back in the day, and Tony Gornick was building Valecrest in Etobicoke, and he was building next door, and I, and I was just like, I was a labourer for the builder that I was working for. And I would look over, and I would see him, and, and I would go talk to him, and I was just like, pick his brain, pick his brain, pick his brain. And he would tell me all the time, and he'd be like, I'd be like, hey, if I want to start my own, you know, my own building company, w- what would you suggest? And he would say... Location, location, location. I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck! Everybody says location, location, location. You'd be like, no, no, no. Like it's true. Like location, location, location. Spend a little bit more money on the lot when you're buying it, but it'll sell. You know, overpay for the lot, a hundred thousand, but you'll sell it for five hundred thousand more when you're when you're you're done. And the one because, thing he, because
0: you know there's a big market there. Yeah. that's Looking within that sector or that community. Yeah.
1: And the one thing that he told me was schools. And you know, I'm giving up all my secrets on this podcast right now. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, 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 it's, but it's true though. Like schools, schools are so important. This is why we do what we do. Yeah, schools are so important. So what I started doing was I just started researching the best schools in the city, best schools in Toronto. And Toronto is such, it's such a big city. It's a metropolitan, but it's untapped, right? Like there's so much potential, potential, and there's people. Like if I ask you right now, where are the best schools in Toronto? Like, you, you might not know, right? Uh, you might know, but you might not know. Yeah. So, what I started doing is studying these schools, and you don't want to be beside schools. And, and I remember... This uh, is a great point. Somebody told me that people with a lot of money, successful people, want to send their kids to the best possible schools. Like, Nick, yourself, you got two kids, mm-hmm. right? You, you, you do well for yourself. Your mm-hmm. kids are... Their success is probably number one to you, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you could put your kids in a situation where there are a few steps ahead than you would. And there's a lot of schools in Toronto that offer that. Right. And I remember that um, this guy was telling me, he told, he told me one time, he goes, you can pay $50,000 a year to send your kid to a private school, but that kid can't get into the secondary school that is going to really push them. But if you buy a house over here, you're kind of in the district, Right. That the feeder school, the feeder elementary school sends up to this high school that it's like pretty much like a private school. So it, it's...
0: They work in, they in work together. So,
1: so somebody who's looking at buying a house, they can they look at that. And there's a lot of educated builders. Uh, sorry, but builders and buyers. There's a lot of educated buyers in the city of Toronto. Well, they'll look at it and they'll be like, look, you know what? I'll live in this area. It's going to cost me a couple hundred thousand dollars more. Like, my kids are going to this school. And then... They don't yeah. give a shit. They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. Yeah, they know. They're going to write you the check. They're yeah, going to pay they a don't price. Give a shit. They're like, fucking. And they're going to go Mike with it. You
0: build them a good product. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're a reputable yeah. builder. That, that's what they want to yeah, know.
1: Yeah. They, and and, and so, so that's when I say like location, 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 right? Yeah. Well, so that's why I, like, I moved to a Etobicoke, which was like, I like a Etobicoke. You know
0: what one of the first things I do when I go list a house and I'm going to walk into that home before I walk into the home, do you know what my team researches? What's that? What's the school? Of, what's the school of rating at the Fraser Institute of Canada? It's the
1: best. It's the best.
0: It's important. Yeah. It's probably the number one reason I would say why people want to move in to that location.
1: I could put anything. I you rank want. it to it, the top. I could build you a house. with yeah. The pool, the theater, the golf simulator, everything you want. But if, if the school
0: <laughs> is not good <laughs> and it doesn't have a good rating, yeah. good luck.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're going to sleep at night being like. One hundred percent where are my kids going right yeah so that's where i I kind of started focusing my stuff with right i've also been fortunate that i'm in the age now i'm I'm 36 now you know i'm kind of going through the motions the the life i'm going through you know getting married and having kids and whatnot so i'm living in my own home and, and i'm realizing like this works this doesn't work this doesn't work and what i'm finding is my clientele is getting younger so when i started person that's going to buy a $3 million home is probably between 50 and 60 years old, where now it's like, that person is, is honestly probably between 35 to 45, right? There's a lot of young pretent- uh, professionals in Toronto, a lot of young money in Toronto, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of like second generation wealth that's coming. Mm-hmm. So I benefit from it because, you know, I have a lot of good interests. I'm like, uh, you know, I feel like the things that I find work in a home Work for the average person. For the average person, right? For the average right. person, yeah, right? yeah. You know, everybody now is like, I, like entertaining. Like, I, I built every home I build now is like all about entertaining. Not all about entertaining, but it's like we focus on the entertainment. But right? it,
0: but it's what's going to create family memories, right? And that's what a home is about to me. Is about how can I create more memories inside a home that we spend a lot of time in, right? So for me. I'm a very big golfer. I love golf, but golf has now started to make a big run in many different countries. My son golfs. Well, I would probably prefer, instead of having a theater room, make it as a golf simulator. How many more people, if we made a simulator, would actually be more attractive because they had a golf simulator in their side of their house? If your kid's a hockey player, you gotta look at demographics, right? We gotta look at studies based on, hey, What's really running with trends right now? What's sports running with trends? I remember when the World Cup was going on of soccer, all of a sudden, all these kids, you see them on the streets playing soccer. You know, so maybe if you're building a product, maybe run a little soccer type of setting inside that trend. Sports, that is really a big focal point when you're starting to build trends in a certain build too as well. I remember when the Raptors were making a big run
1: Basketball it, courts. Every basketball, all of a sudden now, <laughs> so all these custom, all these custom homes will home. come with basketball courts. Basketball courts in the backyard, every custom home. And,
0: and, 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 and that's how fast and, trend setting we, takes place, right? We, and you got to be involved yeah. that quick enough to know what trends are happening within the markets.
1: We live in a city of Toronto, like I said before, it's untapped. And we live in a city in Toronto that's so multicultural that anything you do, somebody's going to look at it and be like, fuck, I understand why this guy did that, right? So... I feel like my industry being safe, listen, at the end of the day, I don't want to build a bubble. And sometimes I drive by these like, especially modern homes, I drive by a modern home in the city and be like, this person just wanted to build a modern home and they, they didn't really think it (laughs) out properly. (laughs) They didn't research the area and, and what fits and then the house sticks out like a sore thumb. I'm not saying that, but I'm thinking that like, I'm saying that it's a very exciting time for builds in the city because do what you want. And the worst word is trends. I go back into a house that I built five years ago and be like, fuck, I would never do this again. Right. It's like, you know what? It might be good for somebody Out, Somebody might yeah. like it. Somebody still may want that. So there's no such thing as what's in. There's no such thing as what's popular today. Or what you know, sells what, now. What sells now. What are the trends? You like the house? Fuck it. Do it.
0: What's good for me yeah. may not be good for yeah. you. Yeah.
1: And yeah. you know what? When you got to sell that house, you got to sell that house? Worried about it at that time.
0: Well, it's like me when I'm taking out clients and they see a house. I'm looking and I'm like, oh, my God, I would never buy this house. It's not for me. And they're walking inside and they're like, oh, my God, I love this house. It's so beautiful. What do you like about it? But <laughs> at the end of the day, it's their opinion. Yeah, they I, like I, it. They love it. Who am I to tell them what they should like, right? I, I got, I'm not that guy.
1: I got the most ridiculous stat. I tell you all the time. <laughs> you're a stats guy. for Yeah, sure.
0: yeah. so two stats. Uh, guys that don't know Anthony, man, I got to tell you every NHL stat you'll ever know.
1: The two stats that I always call you. What, every time we list a house, I'm like, Nick, we're going to list for this much. And you're like, but no house has ever sold for that much. you're <laughs> I'll go, fuck it. We're going to be the highest sold house on the street. That's one stat. We try to always be the highest sold house on the street. But the other thing is I've never had a home buyer sell one of my homes. It's crazy. It's that's been, crazy. It's been fifteen years. That's a crazy stat. It's been fifteen years. I got guys calling me about wow. sh- a shingle blew off in a tornado, and I'll be like, dude, your tarion expired in two thousand five. So sorry, two thousand fifteen. Your your tarion expired. Yeah, but what are we? Fuck it. I'll send my roofer right because that's the reputation I want. But it's crazy. Like, so going back to what I'm saying, I'm not trying to like boost my. Designs and stuff because I just said, like, I'll go into a house I built five years ago and be like, I would never live in this house, right? But it's all up to what you as a as a person, what you like. So now every home buyer, every home builder, every person is exposed to Instagram and social media and and house and Pinterest. They can see stuff that you know they like. And maybe their next neighbor doesn't have that stuff, but it doesn't matter. If you like it, do it. Right. And that's what I tell my homeowners. I say, do it. And they're like, sometimes I'll, I'll deal with these homeowners and they'll be like, yeah, but like I've never really seen it done. Fuck it, you saw a picture? Let's try it. Like, who cares? Let's try it. I said, if there's some stuff that's like horrendous, I'll be like, yeah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but I think that Toronto is so unique and the architecture in Toronto is so unique and untapped. And there's so many talented builders, architects, engineers. There's designers. Designers. There's so much untapped uh, potential where we are, that we got to start taking advantage of it. And it's even like what what I say to you is like, Nick, we're going to market this house. Let's do something that nobody's doing in Toronto. Like, like fuck the walkthrough where you're like explaining the pantry and, the kitchen and oh, I got four bedrooms in this house. Like uh, I, I, I'm yawning yeah, already. Yeah, and I tell you all the time, and, I'm, and like Nick, sometimes you do these, and I'm like, I'm like Nick, you uh, lo- yeah. you look so fucking bored. Do all my podcast <laughs> I listen
0: to tell me to do this stuff, so I go ahead and do it. You know, I'm but like, do that. But you're right. Now yeah. it's like you know, yeah, yeah. I don't want to do it. Yeah, so I want to so be- like
1: for instance, the last house we sold where we did that. I party. truly believe
0: a house needs to sell itself.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. People don't give a shit about what the real estate agent's saying about the hardwood, but the last house we sold. Uh, in, in Itsoboko, and I sold it to a beautiful couple, uh, beautiful, beautiful homeowners. And it's like, to cut back, like it was actually your idea to do a party there. Mm-hmm. And I said, Nick, do we really want 200 people walking into this house, drinking, having a party? We got to sell the sizzle, man. <laughs> and, you're, and that's what you said. You're like, this is an entertainer's house. We got to entertain. And it's funny because I talked to the homeowners now. It's been a few months now, and I talk to them, and I say, like, we became good friends actually. The guy lives down the street from me. <laughs> he comes over for drinks and whatnot. And he tells me all the time, he's like, I drove by that party. And I saw that party you guys threw in that house that wasn't even listed yet. Right? He goes, I drove by that house and I said I looked at my wife and I said, Fuck, that's what I envisioned me doing. That's that's that's, that's what who we envis- are. that's who we are, right? That's who that's us entertaining, right?
0: Yeah. And, and um, a lot of that young Money wants to have a house that is very entertainable, yeah. for sure. It's yeah, part of the and trend settings. today. And that's
1: what it is. And like, yeah. going back to the original, when we started this, I do such a cool job. I give people probably their most prized possession. You can have all the cars you want. Anybody can get a Ferrari, a Lamborghini, but your house, your house is sick.
0: That's you're the dream. It. You're loving it. You're loving that's it. The yeah, that's the dream. Ownership. that's yes, the dream. That's the dream.
1: And that's that's the dream, right? So, if it's your house you're living in, if it's your vacation house or whatever. So, I have a responsibility to make your spot unique, right? Then then the next person. So, I think we're
0: hitting up to like 45 minutes on this episode, And I think we're going to do a two part episode on this for sure <laughs> through the conversation we'll, we'll have. we my team and on And this the next has been question. fun. Next time, we're going to have a, a nice little cigar. We're going to have a little drink. We're going to do an evening. know, we're going to make it a little bit more insane. We're going to change the vibe of the revealing real estate podcast. This is wonderful. And I just want to leave off on this note. You know, we talked about implanting yourself into areas that we talk about schools and that's one of the number one factors. So somebody, in my opinion, who's listening to the show, there's a tip right now that you can really dive into to say, Hey, before I decide where I'm going to start building homes." one of the main strategies is look into, and Fraser Institute of Canada will give you ratings on the top-rated schools in, in the entire city of Toronto or whatever district or location you want to build in. And as a real estate agent, when I first started out with my career, you know, farming is a really big component to what I do every single day. And I look at how I built my business and I built my brand and my advertising was focused generally within a specific location. But I did the research to make sure that that, what was the highest turnover area in Woodbridge, where I live, where I wanted to, you know, establish myself and build my roots. And geofarming, I looked at the research behind where do most homes get listed and oh, sold every single and, year.
1: And I didn't even know what geofarming was until last week when you were you were, you were here. Yeah. And, and one of my friends was a young real estate agent.
0: Wanted he, some advice. He, on. Yeah,
1: he called me and we were just talking and, and I'm like, I'm with Nick right now. And he's like, oh, Nick. And he's like, put me on speaker. And I put him on speaker. And he's like, what do you ask you? Like, what? He
0: says, what do I need to do to generate business?
1: Yeah. And you start talking about GeoFarming. Question and one. Like, and I was like, what the fuck is GeoFarming? doing? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even really know too much about it, but it's just yeah. like, so it's cool to like hear that, right? Like
0: exactly. And I want to reiterate, you know, the main purpose of my topic that I'm discussing right now is that it's the same type of trend. If you're a business entrepreneur and you're looking to start out within the business, I'm speaking of those having established because the people that are established have already learned, they've gone through the process. They already know the trends. They know what's good. They know what's bad, what markets to be in, what markets not to be in. So whether you're a real estate agent, or you're a home builder, or you're a designer, or you're an engineer. You gotta look at where you want to establish your career and your business. And I think the number one advice that I can give somebody, and I'm sure you can attest to this, is make sure you know your markets. Do your research, understand your product, whether you're even a car salesman. Listen, if I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna go buy a Ferrari, and you're my salesman, and I'm gonna be spending $400,000 on a vehicle, you better be able to tell me every single part of that car. Yeah. I want to know exactly what I'm buying.
1: Guys, especially if you're going to build, custom home builder, whatever. And, and there's there's so much work in this city for everybody who's listening to this to become a home builder. Believe me, I'd be pumping you up. There's some people you got to surround yourself around that are going to push your business and think about your interests. And a real estate agent is one of them, for sure.
0: Yeah. If I was in your position, I'd be saying the exact same thing. And I think somebody who, and you took away my last question for you because I think we're running into some time here now, and I think these cameras will probably die up, so we're we definitely going to have a second <laughs> part on this. My last question for you was what would be the key advice that you would give somebody who wants to be an inspiring Anthony Macri, and I think you answered the question. And I've always preached this on Revealing Real Estate is making sure that you know how to surround yourself with the right team, whether you're looking to invest in real estate, whether you're looking to become a home builder, whether you're going to get a renovation company. Whether you're going to become a landlord and or whether you're going to just start your own team in real estate, surround yourself with the right people. That would become a very positive influence within your life that will better you, not bring you back, but move you forward. And that's the key to success. And I'm going to leave off with that. And it was a pleasure to have you on the show. (laughs) Thank you. This fucking show rocked. I think it's going to perform as one of the best viewing shows. There's one show with the, the, the fucking accountants I had on, man. Right. These guys, one guy, this guy, good. Mark Colasanti, good. man. This guy, Those he's over kids. five. Okay. And this guy's still getting views, man. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to see what the trends are here right now. Yeah. I'll we'll tell, tell you this much, it's not fair. Instagram changed their algorithm, eh? So it's all about from our marketing director that we got, Jessica Ruffalo, who's wonderful on our team, as now she does her research as well, knowing your product, like we discussed. Instagram is all looking about carousels and photos. They're going back to that. So, in all fairness to you, they're not looking at the video content and the viewership. It's all about carousels and photos.
1: I don't know. But what I that do means. believe
0: this one's going to rock and roll.
1: I have no fucking clue what that means. <laughs> 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 you know? Well, I'm down, I'm down, I'm down to, to sit down with you anytime.
0: This was fun. This was yeah, fun. And thanks, thanks yeah. for coming on. Well, it
1: wasn't as bad as I thought. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And, guys, thank you for listening to the show. We'll uh, we'll look forward to seeing you, or or hopefully you can hear us next time. Thank you.
1: Looking to buy or sell? Call a team you can trust. Don't believe me? Our Google reviews say it all. Put us on your lawn, your house will be gone. Theopteam.com.